0: Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon.
1: God touched some folks, Amen, with the message this morning. If you have uh, your Bibles tonight, if you turn with me to the Book of Genesis, chapter thirty-seven, one through four. And every time I go to the book of Genesis, I always think about uh, uh, my wife's desire at first. Uh, when we, we, we said whenever one of the names that she wanted to, to name my little girl was Genesis. And i like, you know, that's, that's pretty cute. Every time I go to them, always about, like, I always think about, I got a treasure instead. Amen. 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 Genesis chapter 37, 1 through 4. Without asking you, church, I know a lot happened to you guys just y- yesterday, as well as last week, even a few months ago. I know that without even asking you. I know you went through some things last month. There's a lot of things that, as of late that have just been clouding your mind. There's probably an estimate 3,000 advertisements that you were exposed to yesterday. There were all the text messages and emails that you had to uh, unravel through and respond to. All the stuff that you saw while staring at your car window or staring at a bus stop, whatever you may be. there were news stories this week of unsettling and un- upsetting situations that took you and took you in and bothered your spirit. There were interactions with people, some were pleasant and some weren't wasn't. There was those odd things that happened to you that you're still trying to figure out. What was that? i the only one tonight. There's those things in your head that you've been troubling you for a while that no one knows about but God only. There was those little disappointments last week as well as those victories. How many know it's safe to say that there's a lot that can go on in an average day? A lot of thoughts, a lot of imagery, a lot of various different things that happen, church but the key to dealing, listen to me very clearly, the key to dealing with what happens in our day-to-day walk of life, I personally believe hinges on how well we respond to it. How well do we respond and process life? And I want to preach a sermon I've entitled Processing Life Properly. Listen to me. You can know, you can have a lot of head knowledge tonight, you can be saved, uh, I don't care, 20, 30 years, uh, whatever the case may be. But if you don't process things right, listen to me, how many know it takes you places? You can know your Bible, you can know various different things, but again, I'm always a a big fan of in real time. Taking what you know, uh, taking your experiences and applying an application in real time when that thing is happening. See, one can make the argument that how a person processes life threads the difference between those who would have a good attitude towards what's happening in their life and those that won't. Those that would process life from a right perspective and those that were processed negatively. In all of the Bible, I can't think of a better example of uh, someone who processed the life, uh, uh, processed life uh, with no complaints. There wasn't no whys. Uh, he just dealt with things. Uh, kept a right perspective. Uh, that man is no man that, uh, than, than Joseph. If you know the story of Joseph, um, it's very remarkable how this man was able to process life in some of his most darkest hours. Genesis 37, 1 through 4. And Jacob lived in a land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. And this is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Biliah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made a, 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 a robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Let us pray, church. Oh, Heavenly Father, I ask God right now, God, God, that there's people in here right now that's having a, a, a problems and dilemmas with processing their life processing circumstances, processing situations, uh, unfortunate things. Uh, God, I ask, God, Lord, that you will be in this place, God, that you will help us tonight. Uh, God, bring clarity to this area as we begin to process life. Uh, God, I ask you to move powerfully by the Holy Ghost. Uh, stir your church, and we ask all these things uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and all God's people said, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. Amen. I want to look at first, it matters how we process life. How many would agree with that statement? That it matters so much hinges on how you process what has happened to you. What has happened around you. Joseph processed life properly. You know, there's much to be said when one considers the life of Joseph. You begin to think about Joseph's character. How many know Joseph was a man of character? How he lived. Uh, uh, as you begin to uh, follow the story, here's Joseph. He's a 17-year-old teenager. God uh, has given him some dreams of, of, of destiny his brothers didn't take a liking to that. Uh, moving on forward, they're jealous. They're mad. Uh, they throw him in a well. Uh, they're talking about one. A few of them want to kill their brother. While the other or others want to talk him out of it. Uh, they see these merchants coming, these Ishmaelites, uh, and they begin. They sell Joseph into a foreign land, a place called Egypt. Uh, Rock. Uh, uh, disheartened to his father you know the story uh, they find this uh, uh, animal they kill they dip his coat of many colors in blood uh, they take it to Jacob at an old age and he's there he's weeping but then the story goes on that now Joseph uh, is in, uh, in Egypt he's in a foreign land how me know even through all of that Joseph had character You begin to think about Joseph, you begin to think about the perseverance, uh, the things that he had to go through, uh, the things that he uh, was accused of, amen, uh, and and that he was innocent, but he had perseverance. When you think about Joseph, one begins to think about the resiliency of keeping a right relationship with God again in a foreign land. The temptation of a seductive spirit was knocking at the door. So many things in regards to Joseph we can talk about. But you know what goes under the radar many times uh, and what intrigues me the most about Joseph is how he was able to process life. How he was able to process life. You know, think about the narrative. It, 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 It would have been totally different had he not processed life properly. See, it is because how we process, it's because how he processes situation, we see the willingness to preserve through the tough and difficult situations of life, it is because of how he processed his situations that he didn't grow bitter with God. How many know many times uh, people get bitter with God because they don't process life properly? This is what happened: things happen, uh, circumstances happen. God, I'm serving you. Uh, these things are happening, and then we ask that famous question: Why? And because that why did not come uh, to your liking, uh, now you process life wrong, and now you're bitter at God. As people here, you're bitter at God, or you have been bitter at God, or you're thinking about being bitter at God. Are you processing life right? People get mad and bitter with God because of their situations and circumstances. Again, people's unfortunate circumstances that have incurred in life, and they end up blaming God. Because they didn't process life right. One man said some people create their own storms, then get upset when it rains. <laughs> you see, Joseph maintained a personal relationship with God. Come on, somebody that just that just set somebody free. He, he maintained a, a, a relationship with God because he processed things Right. How many know when you in your darkest hours, in your tough times, uh, you know, little simple things, you know, like like prayer will help you process life, right? Oh, we go to so many other different things, so many whatever. All oh, we just these, these little quick, uh, you know, uh, uh, prayers that would have no meaning in it. Listen, if you would have established a prayer life, I believe Joseph had he had to have a prayer life. See, with having a prayer life, we process things. How many know we process things through prayer? In other words, we take that thing up to God. See, when we process things through prayer, how many know God it, it, it keeps our mind right when our minds want to think wrong? Come on, somebody, I'm the only person. When you process life right, God uh, God keep your mind right uh, when your mind uh, want to think wrong. Wanna think wayward. How many people have aborted their calling and destiny based on how they process something. Think about many people in the Bible. You think about uh, King Saul. Because he processed life wrong, uh, he processed, uh, you know, uh, various different things. He couldn't see this young successor that God uh, had his hand on that was a benefit to his army. But because he couldn't process uh, the success of another... Ultimately, his destiny was stripped. Many men have aborted their destiny because of the success of others, of other situations. There's people, friends, I know that are not here in church serving God today. I know they had destiny, but because they didn't process what happened to them, not here. Don't let that be you. Because listen. Again, I don't care how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter where you're at. When life begins to come knocking at your door and it ain't so favorable, if you don't process that right, we can get in trouble. How many know uh, having a, 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 a reading our Bibles to help us process life right? These 66 books that help you process life right. How many know if we would just uh, be obedient, amen? How many know obedience to help you? process life right because at the end of the day you say God I ain't got a lot going on things are happening but I'm obedient I'm obedient not being like a revolving door see how you process things will indeed determine your outcome how you process things will determine your outcome uh, processing life properly uh, determines the outcome of God's favor being upon a person's life I believe that this favor is credited to such individuals that trust God. See, favor from God that is consistent over a person's life is a great indication that that individual trusts God a lot, which leads to that person obtaining favor from God. Where we, we, uh, we, we, God can show favor, uh, you know, in a person's life regardless. God, yes, he can, yes, he's sovereign. This is true. But show me individuals that don't trust God and process life properly and that are flaky and doubtful of God, and I'll show you a person that I have little to no favor. See, this type of behavior typically do not obtain the favor of God upon a person's life who's just wayward all the time, who's always doubting. You know, How many know this outcome of favor, this favor that I'm talking about was upon Joseph's life? He had, had a great percentage to do with how Joseph trusted God. Joseph processed life properly because somewhere... He made decisions to trust God. Do, are we trusting God in these tough times, church? Because if you trust God, you will process that situation properly. We know that he trusts God more than he didn't in the process of life based on one statement. Later on in, in, in the book, Genesis 15 20, um, Joseph made this powerful st- uh, a statement to his brothers. He says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring about as it is this day. To save many people's lives. Uh, listen this one statement at the back end of Joseph's life. Uh, makes a point. Uh, a pattern that he had to trust God to say that. Because hey it would have been me. There's a whole bunch of stuff I would have said to them jokers. When I saw them. But how you, you going to do me like that? How you going to sell me into Egypt like that? I would have something else to say. But because Joseph said that, uh, to me, that communicate there's a pattern of, of right thinking that he had the whole time that led up to that situation. He had to process life to make that statement properly anyway. He knew that God was in control and that God got him. Do you know that this evening? I know mean, this is set you free when you know God got you. I ain't talking about anybody else. I ain't talking about your BFF. I'm talking about God got you. I know mean, God got you, moments? God, get me, please. Can't nobody get me right now. I'm about to do it. God, you got to get me. You got to grab a hold of me. Quick, please. (laughs) How many know this tells a story, again, how you process life, church? See, how we process life determines, again, the outcome, church. Verse uh, uh, 2, how many know uh, how we process life determines the outcome of what other people see in us? Verse two and three. Then the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Watch this. When his master saw somebody say Saul, that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. When we process life properly, others see the working miracle of grace displayed in our lives. Here it is. uh, He's in prison. uh, He's locked up. He's in a foreign land. And the Bible says that his master saw the favor of God upon his life. See, if you process life properly, listen, it affects how other people see God working in your life. How many know it's about what others see that can bring glory to God? Because what people see in your life when you're going through your storms and how you process life, uh, listen, uh, they can look at your life and see that, and it brings glory to God of what He's doing because you're processing life right. You can be an encouragement. It is through uh, His trust in God and diligent work and blessing from God that Joseph showed Potiphar that God was real. See, how you process life tonight not only impacts you, but it has the capability to impact others that's good or bad how you process life how many of you process life too much and those that are in your home how many know they see that it affects everybody and see the same principles should be lived out by out by followers of Jesus today others should see the difference that Jesus makes in our life by the way we work act and process life church you see how he processes the unfortunate situations of life that we read about. Think about it. You, we wouldn't uh, hear about the, the favor of God upon Joseph's life, his, his, his merited character that he had uh, if he didn't process li- life right. See, the, the processing of life uh, come came before everything that we read about. It's just not there. The fact we see that he has favor upon his life, he had to process life right. He was shown favor. He somewhere he processed his situation properly. See, on the other hand, if you don't process life right, then how many know the option is that you'll process things wrong? I want to look at that processing life through adversity. I want to look at this for a moment because I believe it is in the times of adversity when processing life can be the most difficult and challenging. See, there are indeed difficulties and challenges of many kinds that are. Oppose us in life, church. And many times these difficulties and challenges in our life aren't designed to bypass us. Let me just say that again. In other words, it's meant for you to go through them. but Because we don't never want to go through nothing, we want to go around it. You know how we do. You were driving up Jefferson today. You seen that? You wanted to go around, didn't you? You want, to take, you want to make a left in Harpersville. I ran to the same trap. I knew what was coming up. Listen, the things that are supposed to and will happen in life ain't going to bypass you all the time, and you're going to have to learn to process life through adversity. Joseph's life was filled and highlighted moments of adversity, difficulties that he had to process. Here's Joseph. He's a 17-year-old teenage boy, undoubtedly headed for a great destiny. He's honored by his dad uh, with what the Bible calls the coats of many colors The significance of this cult signifies a a, a position of favor. It was a garment of privilege and a status in those days. He had a dream that detailed that one day his brothers would be bowing down to him. If that wasn't uh, uh, alarming enough, he had a second dream. uh, uh, The Bible says the sun and the moon uh, uh, would be bowing down. That's perceived to be his, his mother and father. Fast forward, he finds himself from having uh, these dreams of what it's going to be like to in a foreign land and in a dungeon. See, how do you process life when it seems that life goes from great to worse? How many been there? It seems like, you know, life is doing great, the arrow's pointing up, and now it's going down. How do we process life when it goes from great to worse? Well, I think that depends on if, if you believe that's worse or not. It's just a simple way of thinking. Oh man, is, is, is it? You know, hey, well, I, I can show you. I can show you. You know, we can go to the third world, talk about some lives. That's you know, you know, lives that don't have options. You live in America. You have options at the end of the day. Try living where there aren't any options. Listen, this, this is what I'm talking about, church. When we're talking about processing life. But see, listen, life can deal many blows. You can go from one stream to another, church. I'm aware of that.
2: Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three. Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to World Evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks.
0: All right, we've got a special promotion for the faithful listeners of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Here's the deal, Jack. (laughs) We're taking an impact team to Pastor Paul and Deanna Alvarez in Lima, Peru. (laughs) They let us know that they need some equipment. We'd like to give you a chance to help us buy them a new iPad and a new smart TV for their children's church. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for these items, and we think you'd like to help. So here's what we're offering. So here's what we came up with, guys. When you donate
2: $30 or more to this fund, uh, you're going to get a six-month subscription to the premium podcast at no additional cost. And when you donate $50 or more, then we're going to give you a full year. How about that? Yeah. You'll get all the benefits of our premium sermon podcast, which means daily sermons, interruption-free listening, and zero commercials. We'll get new subscribers out of it, and Pastor Alvarez will get some new equipment to help with what God is doing there. Uh, We think it's a win-win-win.
0: This promotion will only last until our Impact Team, which is happening toward the end of June, so don't miss this opportunity. But wait, Pastor Adam, Dave, what if, what if I'm already a premium
2: subscriber? I'm so glad you asked. Well, so we are going to pass to you, those of you who are already paying for a subscription, we can give you a gift subscription that you can pass on to somebody else out there who
0: always wanted to subscribe but never got around to it for whatever reason. Right. So all of the links will be in the show notes. And we look forward to being a blessing to you and to Pastor Paul in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys.
1: How about when there are setbacks in life? Come on, somebody. How do you process life when there's a setback? Joseph no doubt must have thought to himself, this is not what I had planned on living out my dream." Verse 27, 28, he said, they said, come and let us sell him to the Israelites uh, and let our hand be upon him for he is our brother and our flesh. Uh, and his brothers uh, listened and the, the, the Midianite traders passed by so that the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. I know mean, that, that, that wasn't part of the plan. When Joseph was talking about those dreams, I went, listen, life sometimes is not going to be part of your plan. But can you process properly in the midst of your setback? This must have initially looked like a setback church. See, setbacks are really hard to process many times because we work so hard many times to get where we're at. How many know that's life? See, when there's setbacks in our lives, many times it's difficult to get back to where we want to be. And trying to process life many times makes it even that hard. Listen, church, uh, setbacks come with the territory of life. And I think when we learn to accept that rationality to this, it better helps us to process uh, properly the setbacks that happen in our life. And look, no one wants a setback. But listen, they're going to come. Again, things that's going to happen in our life, you and I ain't going to be able to bypass everything, church. We're going to have to process it properly. How about when the area of failure This is a tough one for many? Processing a failure many times can be very difficult for individuals. The thought of missing the mark of something that you had expectations to meet can be very disheartening. There's been times in my life where I've experienced the pain of my poor choices or actions. In these moments, uh, it can be easy to entertain a notion that I've blown it, that God can't use me, and there's no hope uh, for uh, for restoration. I think we all face these feelings when we fail at something. But listen, church, based on how you process a failure, how I many of that failure doesn't necessarily have to be fatal? Come on, somebody. You see, when we process things right, uh, we have a God, amen, that can turn uh, and bring redemption to our failures. And because of this, uh, a failure in life don't have to be fatal if we process it right. Since during these times, if we process our failures right, we can draw strength from God's word. How many know the Bible tells countless of stories of the heroes in the faith that have blown it? In some cases, these failures were of so extreme, it would be natural to say that God would have a uh, right to turn his back on them. One can think about David's sin, church. We can think about the prophet Elijah and his breakdown. We can think about John Mark, desertion of the mission, the Apostle Paul, awful history, Peter's denial of Christ. All these men have failures, uh, but uh, 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 all these men have a redemptive story as well. Number one, because God is a redeemer, but two, because they were able at somewhere to process properly their failures. Listen, your failures don't have to get the last word in your life. I'm going to repeat that. Your failures, the things that you failed at, that, that you missed the marker, it don't have to get the last word in your life if you process it right. Can you say amen? The only way that failure can get the last word in our life is we choose to let it. So we serve a God who's able to take our defeats and mishaps and still use us to bring glory to his name. Your story is still being written if you process your failures right, church. Don't have to get the last word. Many times when it comes to being corrected or being rebuked, how I many we don't we don't process that right? Oh, yeah. I don't like, do don't, like don't talk me like that. I don't tell me what to do. on not grown. I'm, I've been grown forty years ago when I turned twenty-one. I've been grown. Yeah. Can you process correction? Can you process someone? You know. Proverbs 12.1 Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Man, the Bible could be cold. So you stupid if you can't process. Correction. I read that other new convert, man. I was like, man, Bible, real man. It's my book right here. So those who hate <laughs> knowledge is stupid. Man. Proverbs 1532. Those who refuse correction hate themselves. <sighs> but those who accept correction gain understanding. You know, many people struggle with processing life right when they're rebuked, especially when it's kingdom related. You know, what amazes me how many Christians don't have a problem with being corrected by their boss. They don't have a problem being corrected by their teacher, instructor at their job. And most of the time, they're not using choice words. They're dropping them four-letter words on. You You don't get any of now. You know, with a little other stuff in between. Or this, this, and that, and the third. When it comes to kingdom-related, oh, man, we can stay in our feelings real quick. can you process life properly when there's a correction made to your life? Processing life can be difficult when we've been wronged or offended. Come on, somebody. You know, it's often saying that a person can process things better when those things are outside of themselves. In other words, when it's not so personal, it doesn't involve your feelings or your egos that much. We can process it pretty. But when it deals with you and you've been offended, look out. It is here where we seem to process things, you know, not so good. You know, these are the tough difficulties. But how many know when we think about Joseph, his life amplifies how to process things when being offended, church. The Bible says his master's wife pushed the move on him, church. And he did what all godly men should do. He fleed. Let me just throw that in there. When that type of spirit begins to approach, hey, listen, ain't a lot of talking to do there. You better flee. You better run. Hurdle if you got to. You got to get out of there. Again, offenses, different things will happen, church. How do you process it? You see, we all have a responsibility to process life properly, even in the midst when we're wrong, when we've been offended, church. You know, I... Don't you hate when your AC go out at the wrong time? You know, last summer, I mean, it's hot. AC out and this and that. And I call the owner and he comes over and, and he's looking and whatever. And the simplest thing, you know, why we weren't getting any airflow? He goes to check my filter and voila! And there it is, almost like a lost and found. All the stuff I've been looking for for months is in the filter. Favorite socks, and, you know, different little stuff. I'm like, man, that's why can became real. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, all oh, you got to do, uh, you know, you got to change your filter. You got to change your filter. You know, on a serious note, church, how many know when I, when we've been wrong and been offended, and, you know, our filter gets clogged up with a lot of nasty stuff, a lot of different things that affects us. And, listen, uh, many times you and I have to change that filter in our mind, how we think, how we process life so better air can flow through your life. Because a lot of times when we get offended, there's a there's a lot of different things that go on up in here. And listen, we gotta we gotta we gotta process things right, church. We gotta clean this out, church. Because if you're not things to compile up in there, get stuck. See we got a responsibility of cleaning out these filters, church. We gotta, you know, let me just say this how many of them on any passes? Given for the actions you take when you're offended. Many times people think, you know, hey, I was offended so I got a right to say this. No, you don't. You don't have a license to sin in that moment. You have a license to process life properly. You don't get a pass to process things wrong because you were wrong or offended. You don't get to stand before Jesus having died bitter and say, well, Lord, the person offended me really, really badly. Jesus said, oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. What happened to you uh, was definitely one of the top ten worst things that could have happened to a human being. I I agree. However, you don't get a pass because of what happened to you, but you get a pass from me by how you processed it. But perhaps what's more important than the actual setbacks and failures themselves is the channels in which we process things. In other words, we can have tough things like failures, rebukes, and setbacks, but what's even more dangerous is what we channel these things through. Things like processing life through our emotions. How many know that's a danger? When, you, when a person begins to process life through their emotions, uh, listen, this wayward of thinking becomes very poisonous to the thinker. There's never a good idea to process things out of your emotions too much. This is not to say you can't have emotions. Listen, God gave them to them. But I'm talking about when you're trying to process things through your emotions. The emotions are natural, but dealing with your emotions, uh, listen, uh, we have a c- compartment. I was King Saul. Everything that he processed life was through his emotions. When we process things through misconceptions, listen to me, church. This process of thinking is incorrect, uh, incorrect because it is a faulty way of thinking tonight. I call misconceptions the devil's playground. It is here where we can process things terribly wrong, especially when it comes to how we view people. Many times in our own head, we're not even sure if the person offended us, right? You know, you know, you know they had a bad day. You know, you know, you know, they you know, their jaw hurt that day. They look like this, and you're like, thinking they looking at you. No, their jaw hurt. Can anybody have a bad day except, uh, you know, except for you? But what happens is the enemy, he loves this playground because in this playground, he can put whatever he want there. And because you didn't communicate, that's what happens in this miscellaneous area, this misconception. Again, I'm talking about processing life through bad avenues, your emotions, misconceptions, things you haven't even confronted or even went to that person about. And what happened is the devil leaves you to think whatever you want to think about the situation. Opinions are formed there. Now relationships are ruined. That could have been saved, but only because you process things through your misconceptions. Now your thoughts and feelings towards that person is jaded. See, processing things without proper communication and wisdom can lead to a person thinking really impulsive church. Lastly, I want to look at having a proper perspective to process in life. Having a proper perspective to process in life. Have you ever wondered what helped Joseph? Think about this. Now he's in he's in a foreign land. Uh, he's in prison. He's been wrongly accused. He's you know the story. He's been left uh, you know there, by the butler and all the different things that, uh, turbid him a dream. Forgot about him. Have you ever wondered how he was able to process life properly? See, I believe Joseph had a Proper perspective of his God moments. See, I believe Joseph's perspective on processing life right came from him having God moments. You know, we know earlier in the story, again, that Joseph had two dreams, a promise, of destiny. That he was going to be, uh, oh, you know, this play, this person of position one day. We know that Joseph knew that God's presence and favor and protection was upon his life. But you see, your your God moments are a person's encounter that they have with God. It's that person's uh, insurance card, if you will. You see, a God moment is your moment of truth that an individual has with God. It's you trusting and believing in what God spoke to you and not putting so much emphasis on the circumstance. Listen. Whatever God has spoken to you, whatever God, any encounter you had with God, rather than the, the, the experience of God coming through you in the crunch time, whether it's a vision or dream, your God moment is the moments in life where God has proven himself faithful to you. And now that God moment becomes your trump card in your most toughest hours to bring you encouragement. See, I believe Joseph's perspective of process in life through all he went through because he had God moments, church. In other words, when you have God moments, when you have times, uh, you, it, there's a trust there that look, everything's going to be okay. When you have God moments, how many those God moments will keep you? It is in the God moments that you have stored in your life um, that will keep you sane and process things right in your darkest hours, in your hour of confusion, the frustration. Uh, how many when you have God moments, Amen? And God begins to keep you. Or, Listen, son or daughter, I'm here. I believe Joseph had those moments, church, and I'm telling you, uh, we have to all have these God moments. Listen, your God moment tonight is your reference point. Because sometimes we can have amnesia of what God brought us out last month, how he helped us. And why all that seems blurry is because of what's happening right now. What's happening right now? See, your God moments will remind you of who God is and how sovereign he still is, even in your situation. It is in the God moments, amen, that God remind you what he spoke to you. See, Joseph never forgot what was spoken to him in his dream. Joseph never stopped believing uh, what he was destined to be and what uh, uh, having God moments will do for you. Let me ask you, church, do you have any God moments downloading, downloading in your life? Do you have God moments that can help you to make reference to things when things are tough? God moments will comfort you in the midst of your setback, I believe another perspective uh, uh, that God, that Joseph had that kept him to process life right was that he kept his composure. I mean, keeping your composure in high tense situations, uh, it'll help you to it'll set you free. You know, if you know anything about the game of poker, and I don't, but one thing I hear is that if you're going to win that game, you must be a player of great composure. I mean, you got to, you know, you can have no money left, but you better act like you got a million. <laughs> There's a story of a man named Jack Treetop Stratus. He's best known for winning the 1982 World Series of Poker main event where he was able to come back from being down to one chip earlier in the tournament. The story goes uh, that as he began to get up from the table and face defeat, he realized that he had dropped one chip by his foot. Real story. He accomplished the greatest comeback in history by winning the entire tournament with one chip. Many say it was the greatest uh, act of composure that they ever seen. Think about it for a moment. How composure, how much composure he had to have. You know, in our text, Joseph also had a last chip that the Lord provided. The Bible says Joseph is there. He's in prison uh, He's there uh, with the baker and the cupbearer, and they have these dreams, and then Joseph began to interpret these dreams that, you know, pretty much one was going to die, one was going to live. And it was mentioned that, hey, you know, hey, you know Joseph's, you know, some say hey, like, like, remember me, and it was the cupbearer. The cupbearer was Pharaoh's right hand man that brung his wine and various different things. Where the Bible goes on to say that he forgot about Joseph. And here it is, uh, Pharaoh's troubled, uh, he's having these dreams that he cannot uh, interpret. And uh, this cupbearer said, oh, I remember a guy. Here's the chip. He said, oh, I remember a guy that was left. It's almost as if you think that guy had conviction. Like, man, I I ain't thinking about that joke until, you know, my man needs some help. But nevertheless, uh, he brings Joseph out of prison. And you know the story. uh, He begins to tell Pharaoh his dream. And here it is. We know the rest of the story. uh, Joseph. Joseph. Rises up to be second in command of all of Egypt. Uh, He's the provision for his family uh, that was facing a famine. uh, And listen, uh, uh, how many know that cupbearer was Joseph's chip? But as Joseph is waiting for that chip, uh, probably in despair, feeling forgotten, he had to process life and he had to keep his composure. See, if you can keep your composure in your current circumstance, in the backdrop, God got a chip waiting for you. He got one more chip waiting for you. He got a chip waiting for your situation. If you can keep your composure, if you can keep uh, your mind, amen, focused on God. Joseph uh, processed life right uh, even uh, after the blessing. In other words, uh, he processed life properly even after success. I know this is where many people get messed up right here. He kept his composure. He had his God moments see, ultimately, listen, he simply kept his heart right. And I'm going to tell you, listen, just want to encourage you, you're online watching, you're here. You're going through different stuff. Why well, just name just random stuff at the top of the sermon? Listen, life, listen, it always, you know, you know, dealer's always the hand that we want. But if you can process life properly, church, if you can have a prayer life established, how many know, listen, uh, things will get better, church. God will give you clarity if you keep the right heart in the difficult moments. Joseph, being 17 years old, begins one of the remarkable life stories in the Bible, in all literature. He was loved and hated, favored and abused, tempted and trusted, exalted and beaten.